All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. I hate to break the fishing news up here, Amchuk, but I'd like to speak about the ice hockey. Congratulations, you're one of the 13 listeners of the Real Life Podcast. We just traded a migraine in for, like, an orgasm. Might want to mark that down, you're Yep. All of my projects are on schedule until they're not. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. About as funny as we're going to get today. Welcome in episode 212 of the Real Life Podcast. It is a Thursday edition. I'm Tyler Uremchuk. As always, whether it's Monday, whether it's Thursday, no matter what day of the week it is, we are brought to you by the fine folks at Japa Machinery. How about this for a promotion to get your weekend started? Maybe you need heavy machinery for the weekend. They're running a promotion right now, 10% off their book rates for equipment rentals. If you could give them a shout, if you need heavy-duty machinery, call them, visit them online, visit them on Instagram, visit them wherever. Just go walk into the store if you want to. 10% off all equipment rentals. That sounds like a banging deal. All right, episode 212. This is one I'm very excited for. Wanye's here, Bag Milk's here, and you know who else is here? We are back. Coom. Coom returns <laughs> to the podcast we world. Back. We, are, we back. are back. Officially, we're back. Uh, Cam, for those who didn't know where you were, I mean, you're sitting right now drinking a Guinness, so you're still living the culture of Europe, even though you're back. But, uh, tell us what you've been up to the last, what has it been? Eight months? Has it been a year? Uh, it's been a year year now. Oh, really? It's, uh, I left in late August of 2019, went to Ireland and now I'm back. I spent about half of that trip locked down because of the coronavirus <laughs> pandemic. But right now, locked down again. You and guys I, had coronavirus there too? Yeah, they had the coronavirus there too. They had their own version, what? like a leprechaun version. Didn't uh, Boris cool. Johnson get it? Yeah. Uh, Boris did. Johnson, yeah, he, he did have the coronavirus, yeah. It was, uh, it was awkward. It was uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> so very... is being locked down in a foreign land with nary a friend or foe or a family member worse or better? I liked it, actually. We, um... The lockdown there never really was quite that bad. And no, hold on, hold on, back up, because I want to know what your brain was doing while you were dealing with the prospect of a killer flu pandemic. When did you <laughs> When did you hear about it first? Uh, well, I I kind of heard about it back in December because me and my girlfriend were going on a trip to India, uh-huh. and there was some people there that were like, you know, they're getting a bit anxious about it, and because it was, you know, close proximity to China, right? And then I have one friend who's from. China. So you're like sitting in front of the Taj Mahal, and you're like, "Hey, do you have a scuttlebutt?" <laughs> I did actually go to the news? Taj Mahal, but at, at no point during my experience in the Taj Mahal did I worry. So you were at all shooting about the this. shit. You were shooting the shit with somebody who would, had just come from China, or just the news was different because you were closer to China. Uh, yeah, it was mostly because we were there, and it was just like you know, you're in 
like, like a different place, a lot of culture shock. It was my first time in Asia. For sure, that's fucked I was, up. I was chatting with a friend back home who was from China, and they were like, you know, this is going to be really bad. And I was like, oh, okay. So then we get back to Ireland. So hold on, hold on. You're just like, oh, that's fine. Who cares? Well, I mean, what can you do, right? Like, <laughs> well, you're in one of the most populous places on earth. The first move at would that be time, yeah, skedaddly do would be my first place. So yeah, we're, we're only there for a couple of weeks and then okay. we got back and then, so it's. Has it picked Janu- up momentum now? It's January over the new year. Yeah. So then it's January. I get back. I'm in, um, I'm in Ireland and it's, you know, it's, it's not that big of a deal. People are talking about it a little bit, but it's not like it's not a thing yet. Right. And then February rolls around and it starts just kicking the shit out of Italy. Yes, of course. And that's, that's pretty close. Right. So, you know, you turn on the BBC and it's just nonstop, like everyone in Italy is going to die and everyone's like, what the fuck? And what are you doing at this point? Well, I was, um, so I got a part-time job working at a restaurant at a hotel there. Sick. So there was a bunch of travelers coming from around the world and then kind of slowly as March rolled around, like the amount of people that came into the hotel just waned off and it got to the point where there was like 10 guests in the hotel in a night. Hmm. And it was just like wow. creepy as fuck. Are you concerned at this point or no? How, what's your approach been, like, public health-wise? Are you like, this is fine, I'm worried, I'm not worried, I don't care, I, I care? There's always, like, of course, it's, it's, it's stressful and jarring to be a part of. Like, I'm not overly worried for myself. Like, I feel like if I got the virus, I wouldn't die. But right. I do worry about, like, my parents, right? Like, they're both in their 60s, and, you know, that that my mom has lung issues, and that would probably kill my mom. But, like, you know, and then, I, and then you see the numbers. Like, people are dying, and it's, it's, it's jarring to see, but I... I don't know. Like I myself, I don't sit there and get super anxious every day. I just, you know, go and try and be careful out. Like wear your mask, X, Y, and Z. Like wash your hands a bunch. Don't bite your fucking nails when you're in public and all that kind of stuff. It's not. Oh, I'm bad. At I that. love biting my nails. I know. <laughs> so do I. So it's, it's one of the, the most difficult changes for me. Is I can't bite my goddamn nails. So were people in Ireland? So you were in Belfast while this was popping? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And were people well behaved? Uh, see, it's it's a difficult thing there because. Belfast is kind of like the, it's like a forgotten bastard child of the United Kingdom because right. you have a bunch of people there that are like loyal to the United Kingdom. They're like, we're British. So we're following what Boris Johnson has to say. And there's a bunch of people there that are like, no, 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 this is not the United Kingdom. This is the North of Ireland. We're going to Thus, we have completely different science. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so yeah, so the, the Republic of Ireland, part of Europe, a bit more of a different approach. Their, you know, their lockdown was a lot more staunch. They were like, everyone's locking down, like, everyone's you know no one's going out and then you know england is a little bit more like i don't give a fuck like we can fight this because we're the brits like nothing can bring us down right they're out there there punching the air you know yeah exactly thank god thank god johnson didn't die kumzi eh oh god he he gave um he gave some of the most like his his communications in regards to this whole thing have been so like wildly incoherent (laughs) there was one time when they were i think it was probably about may or june and they're they're starting to like open up a little bit more mostly like mainline mainland england focused and boris johnson goes on he's like go to work take the bus but but be careful don't don't go to work don't don't take the bus but go, (laughs) go to work and then and then come home and then don't get the virus. And that was pretty much like <laughs> good Boris Johnson. Yeah. No. It's very weird because like I remember watching all this and watching BBC is a much more sane place to get your news than anything mm-hmm. local. Except CBC is fine as shit. But I was watching it and I remember like Boris Johnson's like, this is all bullshit. And then it's like next day, Boris Johnson in hospital with killer flu. I'm like, yeah, he, was, oh, he was out no. for like a week. Nobody heard yeah. him. And then he came back and he could barely stand up. And he was and like, the minister of the treasury. What's his name? The the skinny guy. Oh, I can't remember. He's great. I can't remember his name, but, but he's fantastic. And he, and he was like, oh no, Boris Johnson's totally fine. You're like, oh, he's lying. He might be the next prime minister. Everyone thought Boris was, Boris was going to die for sure. Or they roll a clone out. That's what I'm of the mind. But we don't have to get into that here and there. So then what happened? So then you're just like, okay, I'm going to get the fuck out of here or what? No, we just, um, yeah, so there was a point in mid-March, I think it was about, yeah, it was the middle of March, right before, like, the, the real lockdown came down, and me and some friends went up to um, Newcastle, which is a town kind of um, north coast, and I got a phone call from my parents, and they were like, hey, like, you know, all of the airports and all the flights are shutting down, so, like, you, you guys, you, you're either going to come back or you're there, and we are kind of like, well, you know, like, fuck it like we'll just stay like we have um 
we have a lease at our place until the beginning of October, and I'd really rather not just pay that and come home. So, we so hold on, you're paying a lease right now in Europe? No, it's it. Well, I am right now. I paid for the month of Ooh, uh, you're baller the last month, but baller. I just stayed until the last minute. I just stayed until the very last second of my lease, and then go home. Yeah, pretty much. So I was like, well, I, you know, we paid for all this, and we paid for a year of a place, and like, yeah, experience it. So we just stayed and experienced. And your girlfriend's doing that. a program over there, correct? Yeah, she's taking a she's taking a master's of arts at Queen's University. So she's in the middle. A master <laughs> of, of art. Master, yeah, uh, yeah, an MA in um in arts and culture management, and she's um trying what to. What is that? Up. What is that? What does one do with that? Uh, it's it's a lot of the people in the program are kind of moving into careers where you're managing things like maybe like museums, music venues. Oh. It's it's a pretty big thing there. Specifically. Oh, you know what? Those are all closed forever. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's kind of yeah. the, the the difficulty with a lot of people writing their dissertations on like oh like. I don't know, like concerts, festivals, and shit like that. And like, how the fuck do you write a dissertation on that right now when Lord knows when there's going to be another concert again? Wow, these things work themselves out. But yes, you're right. So it is is quasi going through Blockbuster Executive Training Academy during the last days of Blockbuster. (laughs) How was the experience, COVID notwithstanding, (laughs) of going over? Uh, it, it was really good. It was a really good time. It was a really, it was a really cool, and interesting place to be. It was, it's definitely a unique place because you know you you're 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 kind of in Ireland. You're kind of in England. You, you got like a, you kind of got like the an Irish culture. But mm-hmm. you know, if you've ever been to the Republic of Ireland, a bit place is a little bit of a gong show. I so, went to Dublin for two days over St. Patrick's Day. Right. So my knowledge of Ireland is not what Irish people exactly. want me to know. It, no, that's pretty much what it's like all year round, to be totally honest. Uh, it doesn't really change. Like, that's just uh, the energy. Of the are they still big into spray tans? Oh, yeah. They love um, They love spray tans. Studios too. God almighty. Them. Every other business is a spray tan. I know a guy there who uh, quit a job as a sous chef at a restaurant who was getting paid quite well to work at a tanning studio. They're oh, that yeah. big? They, they love it, man. Well, because it's so no dark, right? There's there. no sun. So everybody's I've seen the sun it. more in this past three days that I've been in Edmonton than I did in the past calendar year. Wow. What are you talking? Just like rainy, drizzly, kind yeah. of overcast? It's, it's just it's just like muggy and, and overcast. And like, it's just, it's just every day it'll rain a little bit. That's fucked. It'll sprinkle. Was there one moment, like had you been to Europe before this, obviously? Yeah. So you kind of had like a general sense of what you were getting into. But was there a moment when you first went over of like, one thing that happened where you're like, oh shit, that definitely does not happen back home. Oh yeah, absolutely. So the first night that we we're in Belfast, so we took, uh, we, we flew into Dublin and uh, met up with some friends that we know that live in Kilkenny, which is in the Republic and stayed there for two nights. Then we came up to Belfast on the first night. So we get into our Airbnb and then take a taxi into, uh, they the have Airbnbs there too. Yeah, of course. Wow. So- <laughs> It's not like a regular functioning society. They have, <laughs> they have water and electricity. And, water? And currency and an economy and everything. What? So we um, we jump in a taxi and uh, we go to this famous bar downtown called the Duke of York. And it's just like you're, it, it's basically what every Irish pub in North America aspires to be, but authentically. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, wow, this is, a, this is a good energy. And then we're just, you know, slamming Guinness and Jameson just to like feel the culture. And then there's these. Feel the that's yeah. what you do. You two blasting. Yeah, just you gotta like, you gotta get absolutely in on the first I'm night. Irish. The right shit, man. Like, yeah. You know, the like Guinness just warms your wee soul, that kind of thing. And then, so we we start chatting with just people around. There's these American soldiers who were stationed there for something. I can't remember what it was, but so I'm chatting with this one guy, and he's like, "Let me go up and buy you a drink." So I'm like, "Yeah, sure." So we go up, and he he he's like let's get a shot and i'm like sure whatever like fuck it get what you want and he tries to order an irish car bomb what and the bartender looks and he's like we don't do that here and yeah, the american soldier is like no 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 like it's it's this like you, you 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 put these concoctions together and it's an irish car bomb and then people start looking and it's like man like then <laughs> <laughs> he calls people, in an airstrike eh? <laughs> there's people there's people in this bar that probably know someone that got killed in the car bomb no of course fuck. so that it'd be like walking into that. it'd be like walking into New York and ordering like nine eleven. That's exactly what um, that's exactly what somebody else said when we came back to the table and we were talking about it. And that there was a a person that was quite literally like, "Oh, like this would be like me going and ordering a fucking nine 
Is that what he said? Yeah. Uh, and that's what another um, another Irish person that was around said to the group of Americans. Yeah. Had I been sitting there, I'd have been like, you're right, my Irish friend. That's what I thought. <laughs> wow. Your yeah. M-Chuck, you would do well to go do a year sports stuff over there and get a weird worldview, but still be involved in hockey. That was great. Well, weren't, you, weren't you doing some stuff with the Belfast Giants? Yeah, so... Um, you could do that, your M-Chuck. You could. could be that guy. Yeah, you, you could be the GM of the Belfast Giants. You could start in goal for the Belfast Giants. Well, they're they're a good team, man. They're um, what'd you do for them, Um uh, I reached out to them a little bit before I left and just asked if they had me. Like, I wasn't really, I didn't really care to get a full time job, or obviously because it's you know it's a small league. Like we all know that that's not going to be a thing. So I reached out and I was like, oh, here's my experience working in content production. Of so, course, nice. So mm. what do you have? And they're like, oh, you can come and just um, I don't know, help out with the website and put content on the website. And I was like, sure, right up my alley. So I just went to every game, watched it, and then uh, just threw a fucking thing on the website. And that was pretty much what I did. But then it, it became like a pretty sweet social thing because I got to know like the coach, the GM, all the people that worked. Liam Reddick? Yeah, Liam Reddick was there. But he never did you talk out. to Liam Reddick? Uh, no, I actually never talked to him because oh. he's there with a wife and kids because he's uh, he's got Scottish citizenship. Oh. So that's why he moved over there. So. You should yeah. your M Chuck. That'd be awesome, buddy. You'd have such a good time. You don't need to like derail your fast track career. You've already done no. it all. You're eight years old. Yeah, like, exactly. You do You're well eight. to go and you can still be in sports stuff. Totally. You can yeah, the the world's so small now with communication, it's so easy to do whatever. It was a fucking cool house experience because you basically just got to go and get drunk in Ireland with the professional hockey team. It was very fun. What what are the yeah, what, so you mentioned it's a small league, but what's the atmosphere in those games like? It's really good. It's um it's an interesting mix because um, I, I can't talk to the rest of the league because, you know, uh, there's 10 teams across. There's the one Belfast team. It's obviously the only team in Ireland. So there's two ice rinks in Ireland. One is the Odyssey Arena that they play at. And then there's a practice rink about an hour north. Those are literally the only two on the island. But England's got a lot more, obviously. And then there's a handful of teams in Scotland, a couple in Wales, too. So I don't really know the... The atmosphere is pretty hit and miss depending on which team, which city it is, right? Like some are well run, some are a joke, like, you know, standard minor league shit. But was there any weird Irish isms of watching hockey where they're like, we call that a clap tato or something? I I will say uh, the fans are very enthusiastic, but they don't, they don't 100% exactly know like what, what's going on. Like these people mostly come probably from like a background growing up playing like either soccer or rugby. So they'll, they'll think like a lot of contact should be called as a, as a penalty. Uh, I went to a professional game in Norway, in uh, Oslo, and then I went to another one in Helsinki, and it was so weird because, like, the in in Norway, the highest scoring player on each team wears a silver helmet, yeah, and then the highest scoring player in the league wears a gold helmet, and if it changes hands in the game, they trade the helmets. So you gotta wear this. Helmet and I'm like, this is fucked up. And I'm like, anywho, where do I get a beer? And it was it's like I tried to order out a live canned beer. They're like, a beer? What? We eat uh, flapjacks with jam. I'm like, what? And then sure shit, you eat flapjacks with jam. Actually, the wildest is uh, I went to Germany in December and went to a game in uh, a town called Osberg, about 45 minutes out of Munich. And Jesus Christ, fans, they were fucking insane. You would love this shit, your M-Truck. You would love to go around. Like, you could make content for us about it. I don't think yeah, you understand how much of a homebody I am, and the idea. This of being is why on a plane you need for, to do it. But the no. idea of being on a plane for that long turns me off as well. That but bad. it'll like, it'll it'll so turn many, you into so international Urem Chuck. It'll turn you into a. You still love hockey, but you've seen some shit. I've got my my friends who play in the NHL. Yeah, yeah. Right. The one thing I feel bad for them about, other than the fact that they're ultra rich and they got a hot and cold running chick, they literally haven't been anywhere. And I feel like because you're in the media and you're so focused on it, I didn't go anywhere until I was 28. And it's my only regret in life other than the 06 Game 7 final. You should go around and do some fun shit. I know you're a homebody, but it'd be good for you. It'd open up your worldview. Yeah, it probably would. Pretty much all I know is like Edmonton and St. Albert. Um, so Don't you want to go see German <laughs> hockey in Germany? I like, do. Like, I do want to do see Don't you want to see Liam Reddick and be like, fuck you, Liam Reddick. Yeah, don't I you want to come to the, the WeHeart Bar after a fucking Belfast Giants game and just fucking slag Guinness? 
Well, I don't, I'm not a big Guinness it. guy. So what do you drink there? Oh, that's like what Guinness? I said too. When I moved you have every I drink. One, I every... drank one pint of Guinness before I moved, and that was all I drank. Yeah, every bar around the world is the same shit now. You can order a Bud Light anywhere you want. But no, the Guinness there is specifically better. Like, oh my God. Like, oh, everyone God, says that, and you sound like such an asshole saying it, but it's so fucking true. It's so good. <laughs> one time so I liked a tweet, and I like liking tweets, but this tweet said, uh, hey, I like Guinness. And then the other person goes, hey, have you ever been to Ireland? And then blah, 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 blah. It's, I know. I feel like such a loser saying it. Damn, um, spit some spit some truth at your M check here, Coom, and get him to mo- get him to do this. Spit some truth. Hit him. Uh, tell him why it's good for him to do it, or tell it, me why it, I wouldn't it. like it. You would though. You'd love it. You come back and be like, "Oh fuck, you know what? The world's a small place, and I remember this weird thing now that no one else knows but me, and it makes life cooler." Yeah. No. Honestly, it's it's, it's a challenging experience, like going and living somewhere in a different place we don't know anybody but it makes all the things you do there are like very rewarding because it's such a it's such a grind yeah and everything's scary going to the store is like an adventure like you know you you, you're in a place where you're like okay like this is the united kingdom slash ireland it's like it's it's pretty western world but then you go into a store and you cannot tell what the fuck people are saying yeah and they look at you like you're an alien and i oh yeah (laughs) and like i hear my accent they're like oh here's some fucking american Oh, and I yeah. very quickly need to like shove into the sentence that I'm from Canada. And You're just wearing Mountie uniform around yeah. with a full Canadian flag on display. <laughs> Every a, sentence a, ends with A, like really emphatic oh, yeah. A. I think I, I think I started saying A a lot more when I lived there because I <laughs> wanted people to know. It was especially a thing during <laughs> just, the lockdown. You just kept Canadian money on you at all times. Like, can I pay with this? I can't. No, oh, I, oh, I can't oh. pay with that there because I it's can't literally worthless. Canadian money? Oh, yeah. The... the, the uh, uh, I think a Canadian dollar buys you 55 pence. The fuck? I remember being in, I was in London and I walked past the Canadian embassy and this person came out and they had like a Canadian flag or something. And I looked at them and I was with Josh and Sam, the Australian guys. And I'm like, and Jay, I'm like, Hey, I'm from Canada. And the guy was like, great. And just kept walking. And I was like, Oh, we're supposed to be friends. Everybody, uh, everybody in, in Belfast, like every time you jump in a phone, a cab, they'd be like, Oh, where are you from? And then you'd be like, oh, like, I'm from Canada. And they're like, oh, like, I got a wee cousin that moved out there to, what's it called? Uh, Toronto. <laughs> and I visited them once. And we went to the Niagara Falls and it was just stunning. Did you and sing with so or without you back at them and just hit them with some stereotype <laughs> no, shit? Yeah. They don't fuck with you two up there at all. You two's too big, right? They don't like you two. They're sellouts because it's like, nobody, nobody gives a fuck about you two because it's just rich guys lecturing poor people on, like, how to be nice. But that's everywhere. Like, I, I feel like once you hit a certain level of success, you're so big for so long, no one in your hometown likes you anymore. You've like gone so big, you're like the villain. I yeah, call no. that the Nickelback syndrome. <laughs> yeah. So I thought you two was going to be more of a thing there, but whenever I talked about it, people would get like aggravated by it. And I was like, okay. Sorry. No, you two. One of the things I loved doing in high school was telling, like I used to wear U2 t-shirts all the time and then argue with people about whether U2 was a good band or not. And I'm like, it's like the Nickelback theory. Exactly. I'm like, I can understand you don't like U2 because they're so big or you hear it all the time or whatever the fuck. But don't tell me these songs aren't good. Well, you cannot like the them. stuff like where yeah. have no name, Unforgettable Fire. Oh like, my God. Unbelievable. Sunday, Bloody Sunday, especially when you live there and you, you know, you, you kind of experience like the, uh, the aftermath of like the, the social issues in the Civil War there. And then you're like, wow, this is pretty heavy shit. When we went away for the first time every year, I'm sorry, me and Jay, right? And we, we were like, okay, like, what do you do when you travel? We don't know anything. It's like, you just go around. So we joined a bus trip, right? And that's where we met Josh and Sam, right? The Australian guys. Going around in another country is just a very interesting experience because you're so smart too, right? But you have like such limited world experiences that you'll be like, man, I went to 7-Eleven today and they tried to sell me a lemon croissant with almonds on it. And now I just don't know what to think anymore. And like, that will be good for you. <laughs> It'll be good for you to get out of your routine. But you can get in a situation where you're a t- tourist and people try to take advantage of you. But you can do stuff you like. Like you're not going on vacation with your parents, or they're going to drag you to a botanical garden. If you're like, oh, I want to go to a beautiful botanical garden in Belfast. Oh, I shut up! Nobody wants to go to one of those. Exactly. But you can go to it's games, done. right? Yeah. Like getting hammered and going to German elite league games and seeing some weird player that you remember from the draft. You'll like Olivier Waugh was the goalie of the German team. Oh, Olivier Waugh's over there? Yeah. Olivier was the goalie. See? It was a big deal there. Like they had a cutout. We took photos with the cutout and everything. I didn't go to a nightclub one night in Berlin because I turned on the TV in my hotel room and Fred Brathwaite was in net. And Fred, the game went to triple overtime and he made like 71 saves. And everybody went out and I watched Fred Brathwaite play the game was of his life. What the fuck? It was like 2012. 
2012 so there, it seemed like you were explaining something that happened in like 1990. No, no, Freddie so B. No, come down or not yet. No, no, no. Freddie B went to Europe and played for years yeah, after. He played forever, forever, ever. Um, when we yeah. were, this is a funny story regarding Belfast. When we were in Vegas, Coom, there was uh, two people in like the section with us, or a family, all four of them. They're all wearing Belfast Giants gear. Ooh. And I saw them, and I was like, "Do you know Coom?" What? The fuck? Uh, you're right. Yeah. He's the alternate web contributor. In 2012, Freddie Brathwaite, who would have been 41 years old at that point, had a 924 save percentage in 40 See? games with Adler Mannheim. Does it have a game by game breakdown? There's one game where it was like a fucking shelling, and he played unbelievable. I really want to find this. I also like that. You can I'm looking at the. Uh, you can look at the roster for. The, sorry, go ahead, Wanya. Go ahead, buddy. Go ahead. No, I'm just looking at the Belfast Giants roster right now. There's a couple of former friends on this one that Coombe yeah. would have got to see. Curtis Hamilton. Curtis, that's a funny, funny story about him, actually. His um, his aunt is my next-door neighbor. Whoa. What? We, we learned that. In Belfast? When I was there. No, no, my like back home when my parents were. Oh, oh, oh. So we, we learned that. And um, one of his friends went to high school in Kelowna with my girlfriend. Adam huh. Keefe is the coach. Is he related to Jalen Keefe's little brother, yeah. See? Really? Look at this. Yep. Look at all these ties. You Remchuk, you'd love this shit, man. You'd love and it. You'd love it. You could go over to Ireland. They actually speak English. Well, at least yeah. something that sounds like English. They, they, so yeah, you most, most of Western Europe, you can speak English. You're fine. Yeah, pretty much. Or I say you go in the. I say you go in the shit, you Remchuk, and get dropped right off in the middle of Bangkok, where nobody speaks any English whatsoever. <laughs> no, it's a different. That would be that would be too much for your Remchuk for his first play. If he goes to Europe and he can still live like a fairly. Nordic, by going to hockey games, having beer, he won't get freaked out. You don't drop him in. We can, we can take, we could we could drop him off somewhere in like Scotland. Like Glasgow's got a team, so throw him there, and he can be. And kind of if we travel around be, Europe, your M truck is so cheap, right? Because everything yeah. is like a nine dollar flight on Ryanair. Yeah, everything. I'd also really like to see Tyler start wearing kilts as well. So I like Scotland <laughs> a lot. Well, we're in the middle of a pandemic, so it's not like I can really go anywhere right now. But you can plan. You can think about what you want to do on the other side. Uh, Coom, what oh, was it? Yeah, like, my, my visa goes until August of uh, 2021, so you can come back with me if you want. <laughs> uh, what was it like traveling back in the middle of a pandemic? Was it weird? Yeah, what was that all about? Uh, the flight from Dublin to Toronto. Actually, okay. So before I get into this, mm. the getting back part was a fucking clown show because my flights got canceled four times. What? Because you were supposed to come back. People? Yeah. So you were I had supposed to come back originally in April, yeah, right? April. So it was the end of April or beginning of April because we were like, okay, like the others are doing pretty well. We'll go back and visit in April playoffs. You son and of a bitch. Look what yeah, you I, did. I, I ruined the whole thing. And then, yeah. so we got an email from Air Canada being like, it's canceled. It's like, well, that's not really surprising. Like, fair enough. So then we try to come back in like August and then, you know, June rolls around, flights have been canceled. But it, it's, it's with WestJet. So it was like, oh, the... Um, leg of your flight from Dublin to Calgary has been canceled, but your Calgary to Edmonton flight is fine. <laughs> that's fucking oh, pointless. Anyways, then we, <laughs> we, we book again, and then within like five days, that's been canceled again. So then we reach out to the Canadian embassy in Dublin, and they're like, you know what, like, you really have to like book a flight through Toronto because that's the only way it's going to go. So then we had to book through fucking Pearson Airport, which is not ideal because, you know, then you have to take like a really busy flight. So our yeah. flight from Dublin to Toronto was fine. It was like probably 30% full. So I had my own row, like no problem. But then we get on the one Toronto to Edmonton and it's packed. Why? Mm-hmm. It's, it's just jarring. Like it's, it's, it's full. Like everyone's wearing a mask, so it's okay. But like, you know, people are coughing and sneezing and shit. And you're like, oh, fuck this. It's actually in a plane. If they have a HEP filter on the plane, it's actually not that bad. It shouldn't be a big deal, but it's just, no. you know, you're anxious. And then all of a sudden, like I'm a, I'm a really bad, like nail biter, especially when I'm on a flight. So I'm sitting there. I realize that I'm like putting my hand under my mask to bite my nails. And I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, <laughs> Why am I doing this? And people are looking at me and says, uh, "Are you back? You're back at your parents' lockdown for the next couple of weeks?" No, we're we're staying at a place in uh, Bell Reve. Uh, my girlfriend's uh, got a family friend who has like an empty house that they rent out. It just happens to be empty right now, so we're here for two weeks. Damn. So, for what's sure. the play for you over the next two weeks? Just sit and drink Guinness, like watch sports. Sit and, sit and drink Guinness, watch the Blue Jays as they go on their shocking playoff run yeah i don't think i don't think coom's life has really altered all that much i think he's got the same energy it doesn't really change for me yeah, I, I sit around and watch sports and drink in and look at posts and that's about it usually <laughs> what was it like, go, what was it like for you though cam because you were in ireland obviously massive time difference but you were still covering a bunch of shit for all of our team sites like what was it like trying to follow sports 
in a time zone that just didn't make sense? The time change is actually really good because so, for example, like, you know, the sites that I focus on, like I write for OM, Leafs Nation, and Blue Jays Nation. So I'm five hours ahead of the Eastern time zone, seven hours ahead of you guys in the mountain time zone. So if I woke myself up at nine or 10 a.m., I could dick around for an hour, hour and a half, get myself to a Starbucks by noon or like Queens University by noon, coffee shop by noon, whatever restaurant. <gasps> Hold on, wait, you would go on Queens and pretend to be a student? Yeah. You shady fuck. Would you like see you all the library? For I, would, uh, <laughs> I, would, I, would, I would take the, uh, the access card and go into the graduate student's library. You aren't allowed in there. Yeah, well, fuck it. So, um, breaking the I mean, law, breaking the law. I enough tuition as an international student for the both of us to use it. So, I, <laughs> so I would go in there and, you know, just chill. But anyways, if I'm there by like noon, then I can go on Reddit and see like, what's the top post? Like what happened last night and slam out a post, schedule it for others nation for, 7, 7 a.m. I mentioned time, which is 2 p.m. my time. So there's so much time to just get shit done. And then, you know, it, it's easy to stay up for the Eastern teams. Like a 5 p.m. start here is a, a midnight start there, but it's not easy to stay up for an Oilers game. Like if they're playing at 8 Edmonton time, that's like 3 a, or 2 a.m. Sorry. Yeah, yeah 8, 3 a.m. Belfast time, which, which kind of sucks. I, I don't like doing that. Makes sense. That makes sense. Um, you can still do all your hockey stuff, your M truck. You can still do it all from yeah, over there. You're really trying to get me out of this continent, hey, Juan? Yeah, you should come on a well, uh, I think come, come, I think come, come for a wee spin around the UK. It's such a, that, that's what I'd say. Like your first time traveling, go yeah, go and do your basic shit. So go England, Scotland, Ireland, and maybe dip into like France. But we're also talking nice to you and Iceland. Well, we're also course. talking yeah, to the guy who, when we went to Vegas in February, that he came in. We were probably in Vegas for about three hours. He's like, "Boys, I think I just spent my my weekend budget in the first day." <laughs> yeah, that's because that fucking game with the wheel was bullshit. <laughs> but the rest of the world is in a giant casino. Come on, yeah, like, I can just see him. He's betting though. He's got actually, the itch. He's got to be betting somehow. Betting over there, man. The Brits love betting. Like the fucking William Hill little betting oh, yeah. boutique on every single corner, man. Everyone's freaking out about prop bets and shit. So it's like They're completely like, oh, legal over there. Like you can just go to a little store on the yeah. corner, then go place your bets on fucking whatever. Have you ever watched? And they're itching like they're just like trying to get their fix of coke. Yeah, like and a they... Guy Ritchie movie where they've got like the betting stations. They tried to rob it. I can't remember. Yeah, they're betting. They're betting on random like Slovenian soccer. I think during the lockdown when there was no sports, there was one league going, and it was the Belarusian football. Yes, league. yes. They didn't believe in. They said vodka. <laughs> Belarus was, was like, "Oh, you can kill it with vodka." Yeah, and they just kept going. So then everybody yep. was betting on that. Like that shit crazy. <laughs> See, Tyler, you'd fit right in, man. I'd fit right in. I would. I'm going. I'm getting ready for the NFL season right now, and I'm like full degen on it. Uh, Coom, you mentioned watching the Blue Jays. I'm going to derail the conversation here and talk some baseball. Holy shit, this team. What on the this, fuck? Why? Team, Why do you get to do that? Why? Because <laughs> Coom works for... Perfectly nice conversation. We got, we got the Toronto Blue Jays expert on the line. Here. Yeah, it's, oh, a, it's a Blue Jays Nation. He runs Blech. Jays Nation. That's promoting one of our brands. Uh, yes, this team yes, yes. is a group. They're just a heart attack. They're a massive heart attack. Yeah, they haven't pitched like a non-high leverage inning since <laughs> like, I don't know, July 31st. <laughs> that was just like, like when the fucking season started. Like, yeah, it's like every single inning has been the fucking like wild card game for the past month. <laughs> the season so was annoying. the season was summed up beautifully in that game where Taiwan Walker just like loaded the bases every inning and then got out of it every fucking inning. It was and hilarious. The bullpen just came in and just slammed the door. Like yeah. we're watching far and away the best bullpen in Blue Jays history. You think so? Hey, oh yeah. Even without, I mean, yeah, their numbers are great. Without Giles, it's like well, the whole the whole thing is like. You know, with this weird season, there's no minor leagues. The Jays have like six guys who would be starting in AAA in their bullpen now. Yeah. So there's just so much talent. So, so what, they can have like more players than they would normally have on the roster? Yeah. So with the coronavirus, since there's no minor leagues, they're allowed to have 28 guys on their active roster. Huh. And then there's no minors. So the Jays have like Julian Merriweather, Thomas Hatch, Ryan Barucki, uh, Anthony oh, Pearson will be coming back into the pen. It's like, I don't know who these people are and I don't care. <laughs> I laugh on Twitter so hard, Coom, because like I know you and I know your indignation in your tweets, but you never provide any context. And you're just like, that guy Flanagan just did that? Are you serious? And I always like it. I'm like, Coom, <laughs> like, what are you mad about, Wanye? I have no idea. I don't know who we're talking about. Uh, one more Jays one for you, Coom. How deep do you think they can go? Like, what's the ceiling this year? Because, like, I see them getting matched up against the Indians, potentially, if, it, if they're in that 4-5 slot. And, like, I think they can beat Cleveland. They can beat any team in the American League in a three-game series. 
just because it's a three game series yeah. joke like it, it's random like anything can happen so like you know if you're the Jays you're going to throw Hinge and Ryu out in game one Tywin Walker in game two and then if it gets to a game three you're probably going to go with the bullpen and do like Hatch, Merriweather, Baraki, Sean Yamaguchi or some Peterson. shit like that and it's like man yeah Pearson exactly so you have and then the same thing with the Walker start it's like maybe he just goes three innings goes to the order once and then Pearson comes out gets six outs and then Baraki six outs and then you know, Anthony K yeah. six outs, whatever, but they have so many weapons. And then yeah, the only difficulty is is like how healthy are they gonna be, right? Like well, that's a hard question year. to answer, right? Taylor well, Hernandez comes back, maybe I don't know. Yeah. Tough to say about Hernandez, man. He's so up and you down. Know, this is uh <laughs> I'm a big Hernandez guy. I always have He's so up and down. <laughs> My buddy when I was in Toronto, I it would have been two years ago now, bought a Teoscar Hernandez jersey. That's how invested he's been in this guy since yeah. the, oh yeah. Well, he bought a white Teoscar jersey. And he always tweets with his that's dad. Great. His dad's hilarious on Twitter. because <laughs> uh, his dad is he'll, he'll tweet in like broken English and if you reply something to him, he'll respond and instead <sighs> of like ha 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 ha, it's ja 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 it's funny as fuck. Um, anyone have any other Europe questions for Coom? You you mentioned before we started recording that the dairy products there are significantly better. Well, yeah, because he'll yeah. the throwback <laughs> to earlier real life is when Jay he probably still has it taped on his laptop. Yeah, he never he wanted, said it, but he wrote it on his computer and never said it again. He wanted to try and get Irish butter to be a thing, so we were asking yeah. if Irish butter is legitimately as good as Jay was selling it for months ago, or if this is just all yeah. hype. Yes, yes, yes. Like, man, the dairy products, they're unreal. Because, like, they have all this farmland there, and the cows just roam around. Like, it's not like North American, like, slaughterhouse situation where the cows never see the light of day. It's like, the cows roam around, don't give a fuck, and just, like, eat grass all day. And then, you know, their their products are insane. Like, the milk, the cream, like, sour cream, butter, especially. Like, goddamn, the butter's good. And then you go to, like, the bakery and get a nice, like, fucking wheat thin sliced, thin sliced bread and put some butter on that thing. Fuck me. Whom do you know that we're doing a bakery? Yeah, I saw that yesterday. So you know it's called and bread said, and I butter. I to the message and said, "Let's get that bread." Oh, that was that's fun. right. That's right. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, that's literally what you just described without the Irish part. Is oh, our that's whole the key. that's our whole ethos. Though we're making our own butter. So you're gonna have cows in the backyard like roaming around free range. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. I looked into it. You have to get an Irish like to get Irish butter here. You have to get an import butter license. It's generally well, like, only um, done by like companies that want to then go and sell it wholesale. It's really hard to get things shipped back and forth. Like when I was over there, I was looking into there's like either your random Canadian North American style things you miss, right? Like yeah. um, like clamato juice and peanut like, butter, um, KD. Like yeah. looked into like getting that, and it was like KD would cost like forty pounds to get like a pack sent in, and it was like oh fuck. So you're in When I went to Asia, the thing I was petrified about was no peanut butter, really? right? I was like, I can't do it. I can't go to Asia. Nope, I can't go because there's no peanut butter and fuck that shit. And my sister's like, right, go buy two one liter jars of peanut butter. The likelihood you'll go through that is zero. And everywhere I went, I ate so much peanut butter. People are like, what's that? Let me try it. I was like, get away from me. And I brought my peanut butter with me everywhere I went. (laughs) That's fascinating. You it just, is, man. You, like, when you were packing for your trip, you are like, oh, can't forget to throw in these big-ass jars of peanut butter. I wrapped my clothes around them. Do you them. still carry peanut butter around at home now? Well, I have a uh, magnet on my toaster that says, peanut butter is my boyfriend. And you would also recall, Coom, when we used to have the Tuesday breakfast meetings, that Jay actually brought his own tub of peanut butter with him to a oh, restaurant. He picked it up on weird. the trip, buddy. That's how you do it. Mm-hmm. Wow. You bring your own alternate butter. meetings, man. The Commodore. Tyler would never know. He was Tyler was probably like twelve when we were doing this. Yeah, no, he was. We'll take you to Bread and Butter now, Kuma. We'll get you a slab of bread, and you can knock yourself up. Mm-hmm. When's that opening? Like December, hopefully. What about the other uh, the dog patch? The dog patch. Well, it's going to be built. But are we allowed to the open it? I don't know if we're going to be allowed. What we're going to have to happen here? We might be shut till spring. Ah, it's going to be built. Ah. We're going to start doing DJ sets. You're going to have um. We're going to be streaming everything. We're starting a Twitch account. We're starting a uh, Spotify account. Like, shit's going to happen here. You'll see. The, the Oilers Nation boys are doing a discotheque in Riverdale? You're damn right. They're putting a nightclub in the river? That's terrible news, said the local resident. 
So, I mean, the, the residents in that area have done so much acid in their lives that, like, it'll just be like a shock uh, back to the 70s for them. Here's a good, like, we're, we love the neighborhood of Riverdale, but there's some interesting characters that will oppose anything happening anywhere. And that's fine. Like, I don't like change. I was born on Twitter. I do not give one fuck. If you want to tell I me reject, off, like, I reject the advent of industry. Yeah, get in line. So they're like, oh, the guy across the street is so mad about the noise that he's installed a video camera on the front of his house to film the worksite 24-7 for violations of any sort. And I'm like, no shit. So what's the problem? He's really mad about the noise. He's deaf. And like, it's okay for deaf people to be mad about noise. But I was like, what do you mean? This guy's deaf and he's mad about the noise? Like, that's the level of crazy that we have to deal with. It's like, people are like, I am livid about something that I think is happening, but I'm not quite sure. So we hope that something as loud as a bloody bakery baking isn't going to ruin the neighborhood. But the other place, yeah, the only place, the dog patch has like 30 seats. So small. So small. If, so, uh, I don't know. Episode no, 2 Real Life Podcast yep. brought to you by Jaffa. If I can uh, derail this or put this back on the rails. Throw a noodle uh, shout out there too. Throw one of those in. Oh, oh yeah. I guess we are at the 40 minute mark. We should let everyone know that we are also well, brought to you by it. Oodle Noodle. Uh, that's us now. What? <laughs> that's us now. I don't know. See, you're like, you uh, say different nah. like this. If you went somewhere. No oodle noodle in Ireland, so I'm sure Coom could get that <laughs> skip the dishes to over to his place. No, it's called Deliveroo uh, over there, actually. It's or, called Skip what? the Dishes is it's in... called Deliveroo. Deliveroo? Deliveroo. No, oh, that sounds fun. Yeah. Skip yeah. the Dishes is owned by a company in London. You're it's uh, Deliveroo is like a, a large man will show up with a smaller man in like a pocket, and the smaller man will pass you the food. <laughs> <gasps> Whimsy! And the smaller man's like a leprechaun. <laughs> yes. All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you were uh, covering the Oilers from a distance, Coom, as we already touched on. But uh, one did, of the things, oh. one of the things I found in Ireland, Coom, was that I only ever hear people speak in an Irish brogue as a joke, like imitating an Irish person. So when mm. I first got there, I was like, "Is everyone joking around? <laughs> we don't talk like this for real, do we?" And I'm like, "Oh my god." Well, it's because there's there's so many different strains of accents there, right? Like yeah. every every county and every area and every town has their own fucking accents. They're all mimicking each other. Like they're probably whoever whoever you saw doing that was probably just making fun of a culture accent. Well, just how like, people talk, I found like even though it's English and it's the king's English, like but just it's very hard to understand. And oh, it's yeah, so absolutely. It's so small, too, geographically, that it's interesting that there's so many regional dialects mm-hmm. for such a small area. Because people don't yeah. travel, right? There's, historically, there hasn't been a lot of traveling, and it's been very depressed economically. So you have people that just stay their entire life in one region and never get outside and never hear, like, a Midwestern-type accent unless it's on TV. Yeah. Yeah, people, people would hear our voices and be like, you sound like the TV. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. Uh, no, not really, but, oh. like... Okay. That's usually the joke that I would make. I'd be like, "Well, I'm like definitely culturing you with my voice." No, I'm just kidding. I'm yeah, not. enjoy enjoy my smooth North American accent. What's your favorite bit of uh, Irish slang that you picked up over there? We. Um, I can already tell you, it's we. Oh, saying we, yeah, saying we, we, we that. It's a great way to calm what you're saying. Like I never understood we when I when I first got there. It was like, oh, like I just get a wee bag. And it's like, what do you mean a wee bag? Like, is it a fucking small bag or is it a regular size bag? No, it's it's not about its size at all. It's just about calming down what you're saying. So the difference between saying, can I get a bag? And can I get a wee bag? Like, What are you ordering a bag of in this instance? Crack cocaine? Yeah. When you're yeah. at the grocery the store chain. and they're asking if you want oh. a wee bag. For what? Like a potato? So it's basically yeah, a way to like potatoes. say whatever you want to say in like the most non-threatening or aggressive way possible. It's the emoji of words to make it seem less threatening. <laughs> yeah, it's like adding a smiley face at the end of your <laughs> sentence. Like it's like how. Yeah, no, it 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 just softens what you're saying. Okay. Saying we, otherwise saying uh, what's the crack? Another one there. That's a big one. The what? That I started saying ironically. What's the what's crack? The, what's the crack? What's happening? Like it's spelled C R A I C. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see. What's crack? What's crack? What's crack lads? Oh, well, listen to you. You got it all slick. You sound like you're in snatch. And that hey, just means like, throw a wee oodle noodle ad out there. Your M check. Do you want to get a wee oodle noodle ad out there, mate? <laughs> That's us now, Tyler. Let's fucking go. Fourteen locations <laughs> in Edmonton. None in Ireland. Oodle noodle, the best noodle shop in the city. <laughs> There's your oodle noodle ad. Your wee oodle noodle ad. <laughs> Sometimes this podcast is like we're just. We're just sitting here hanging out, and then a friend throws an ad in, and you remember you're on a podcast. Mm-hmm. We could name this one like a Wee episode of Real Life or something like that. <gasps> the Return of Wee Coom. The Return of Wee Coom. 
See, the accent will come out for me if I'm out drinking with other people and I'm chatting with them and then they're talking like this and then I'm like getting excited and then I'll start talking about it too. But here, if I'm doing it, it sounds very forced. So if one anybody, of the, and anybody hears me talking, they'll be like, fuck, this guy is just like trying way too hard to imitate the accent. One of the things used to drive me nuts when all my friends went traveling when I, they were younger and I didn't because I worked was they would come home and they'd been gone for like three weeks and they had an accent. No. And I'm like, nope. <laughs> No, you didn't go to England for two weeks in July and come back with a fucking noticeable accent in September. You fuck. There is no way. So I respect yeah. the fact you didn't turn into like mid nineties Madonna and have a full British accent when you got back. No, it's just like if I if I throw back like eight Guinness and jump on the phone with like one of my friends back there and we start going back and forth and the accent will probably come out. But if I'm talking with you guys and I'm talking in the accent, that means I'm trying way too hard. That's so stereotypical that you will phone your friends back in Ireland and then just crush Guinnesses yelling at each other. Well, that's what we did during the lockdown is like, we we just <laughs> go out and get a bunch of Guinness and a bunch and just get fucking in one like every night in the lockdown. Really? What's, a, what, what's the food situation like over there? What, like, like oh if, you, if you're out, if you're out, like let's say you're out doing a session, you got a big one going, you're having yourself a big Saturday or something. Saturday. Well, we Saturday, a big we Saturday. What are you doing? Like, there's no we going airs over. Um, yeah, just steaming. Um, for me, uh, we found this really good pizza place near our place called Apache Pizza because they have pizza, pizza, pizza there. Pizza, pizza there fucking sucks, man. Like, you get like a Domino's or a Pizza Hut, and it's just not good. But we found Apache. This place is it's pretty solid. But otherwise, like a kebab was a big go. Like, it's it's you, you know your standard like. European style fucking kebab where they just it, like I would always get the um, the mix one where you get the beef and the chicken and they and they put it on top of a thing of chips. That's another huge thing there is they put chips on fucking everything like chip, was, chips or fries like thick cut chips, not oh. fries like thick cut so fucking like potato chips. A thick cut yeah. Lay's chip. No, see, I thought this was a joke when I first moved there too. I was like, no, 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 it's not chips, it's fries. No, it's it's chips. Fish like, and chips totally is actual fries thing. or chips. Chips, like it's not yeah, fucking yeah. crisps. Like crisps are chips. Well, don't crisps get, are yeah. chips. Well, chips are chips, and fries are also guys, what? If you chips. went anywhere, you could go be inside. Don't go inside. Chips are chips. Crisps are chips. One thing that freaked me out was how you get fish and fries, as I'll call it, crisps in newspapers. Yeah, it's good, man. Like it what keeps the, the it, keeps, it keeps the oil in. It just makes, yeah, it does. It, it just gets you so greasy. But I was like, you can't just take newspaper and wrap shit in. They're like, yeah, what can. are you talking about? If you, there's, other, there's other posh chippies that do the fish and chip in a box, and yeah. it doesn't taste that good. Like, it tastes like nothing. And then you go to, a, like, a greasy little place. Yeah, newsprint. And wrap it up in, like, a newspaper from 2003. <laughs> and what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like, you, you, you open up the newspaper, and it's it fucking stuck to your fish and chip, and you open it up, and it's like, Princess Diana's been killed. And you're like, oh, fuck. And then you eat the fish and chips. It's <laughs> just a little taste of the ink from the newspaper does it for you. Just a <laughs> little, little hint. Oh. Fish and chip is the, the fucking the thing there, man. Like, it's unreal. I remember being served in Amsterdam fish and chips with mayonnaise and ketchup in a cardboard cone. Yeah. And having my mind blown. It's just all over your hands. I'm like, what is happening right now? Same exact fries as home, just in a different container. Mind blowing. Anything else weird in terms of food? Like you walk around, they put a potato in your hand or something like that. Like is you're looking for a snack? No, but seriously, they 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 do they do the chips with everything. So like I'll call them fries for your guys' sake. But imagine no, like don't. huge honking <laughs> fries chips. So people will order a Chinese there, and you're getting uh, like Chinese. That's what they call it. They're like, we're gonna get a Chinese. Is that like what? getting noodle noodle type stuff? Yeah, like you know your your standard, your, your standard chicken like, fried rice. Yeah, chicken fried rice, like uh, Chinese, <laughs> and they call it getting like, oh, a we're Chinese. They're like, oh, we're gonna go get a wee Chinese, <laughs> and it's just an insane <laughs> thing to say. But that's what yeah, all that makes no life. fucking sense. That's yeah, weird. So that's what always you know, blows my mind when you go to a place and like, if you think you're gonna go to Ireland, you want to eat Irish food, but you end up having like the best Indian food you've ever had, right? Uh, one of the things they have there, amazingly, shockingly, because this place is so devoid of flavor, they're so like they're so whitewashed, right? This, you know this. Uh, everything's so plain but there is this unbelievably good Mexican place called Bujum I was going to ask if there was good Mexican food but I was like no they'll laugh at me that's a dumb question it's it's shocking no dumb questions here burrito place called Bujum and I would go there like every week it was unreal so this guy from Belfast moved to California I don't know probably in the 80s or 90s or something and came back in the 2000s and started up like a kind of like a burrito libre thing there 
Mm-hmm. And it's just amazing. Wow. And it's all over Ireland. It's unreal. Has it blown up? Like, is it a popular business? Oh, yeah. It's huge. It's like a big... They're also like... They have a big heart on there for supporting local shit. So, like... Okay. There isn't that many, like, McDonald's or, like, yeah, Burger yeah. Kings around. There's, what? You know, everyone's, everyone's really oh. in tune. I love like, running into a McDonald's and I'm traveling somewhere and I go and have a glass of normal and a plate of delicious. Or I also like going into... I love going into McDonald's in other countries to see the weird regional yeah. items that they have. That's my favorite thing to do in McDonald's and other countries. I only went to McDonald's, I think, two or three times when I was there. Because they're, they're, they're so mm. few of them. Yeah. People, you know, they love, they love their local shit there. Well, nothing wrong with that. Well, we, uh... Get, nah. Slowly getting towards the end of the podcast here. Talking at the end of the podcast? Pardon? We're at the end of the wee podcast, mate. End of the wee podcast. <laughs> uh, am I no, allowed... I'll on your own door there, Tyler. <sighs> Coom, I don't even think the listeners are going to be able to like make out what you're saying when you talk like that. <laughs> People even know what I'm saying at the best of times. Like, last time you were on the show, Coom, we just talked gibberish for a while, you and I, and someone DM me and goes, the only people who wanted to listen to what you and Coom were saying were you and Coom. Yes. And well, I was like, I think that was one of my favorite episodes. So That was one where you just talked about conspiracies like the whole show. Hey. Hypotheticals and conspiracies. <laughs> And then See, like, what's what, happened since then with the world? Like, tell me we're not yeah. locked down, bro. I was going to say, we should, like, we should probably have another one of those because I know Coombsy's chock full of new conspiracies oh, with yeah, the Rona going on. a whole around. bunch of new content now. It's been a weird year. Uh, so, like, uh, 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 I've also read a lot of books recently, so that's always dangerous. So, I, there's like 10 minutes left in the podcast here, and there's a few things I want to get to, but I do want to talk about one Oilers thing and the bag milk. I know this was driving you nuts as well. People are mad that the Oilers signed Adam Cracknell to a one-year, two-way deal. Adam, what's the Cracknell? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but to me, like, Bag Milk, I know you're going to agree with me. It makes no fucking sense why people are mad about this. No, I mean, like, it was very clearly, at least in my opinion, and very obvious that this was a uh, a move for the Bakersfield Condors. Yeah. Like, the AHL team does need veteran players to help guide kids into their pro career so i actually found it to be hilarious how mad some folks were get just in the sense of like ken holland i can't believe this is what he's doing when free agency well first of all nhl free agency hasn't even started yet and then second like there's still months to go why not check off some of this low hanging fruit stuff early on and not have to worry about it anymore i don't know i just thought it was really weird it's like people reacted as though they think Adam Cracknell is going to play alongside McDavid rather than an entire season in Bakersfield. So I, I just thought it was weird. That's all. Yeah. The what reaction do you think to it was really weird. Connor McDavid next season, Adam Cracknell or Jesse Pugliarvi? Wow. Oh, fuck. <laughs> wow. Like, if it's not Pugliarvi, like, if there's any... Well, actually, you know what? That would be a hilarious way to troll. Whether fans just, like, start talking about all the benefits of Adam Cracknell playing on uh, Connor McDavid's right wing. On the you wind should. Wind. You, you can make a case. Go to the net. Get people to confirm your hypothesis that it isn't a bad idea. Yeah. You know what? Actually, Adam Cragnell, he's a cheap guy. He's a, he works hard. He might look good up there. With good Western Anyone Canadian boy. Anyone. Even Adam Cragnell. A- anyone except Yessa can play with that, with Connor McDavid. If Pooley comes back and makes anything of himself, the Oilers are properly managed for the first time and I don't even know how long. The fact that they can make a roster player that had would historically have been written the fuck off if he can come back and play one game. Well done. And even I like the fact that Ken Holland is sending all these kids over to Europe to the start of the, to start yep. the year. They're yeah, actually playing some experience. Yeah. Like, like you should do your M Chuck. <laughs> I was saying, yeah, that's a moment. A couple yeah, of days ago, just like how great would it be for a guy like Gaetan Haas where you just get to chill in Switzerland for a few months until the NHL season starts. That's, that'd the be best. sweet. Send like Evan Bouchard to play for the Belfast Giants. Go and get a Chinese. You'd be living. And he can learn the difference between chips and fries like I did. But say, hey, hang on, go back for a second. Were you saying that if you order Chinese food, that you will also get fries or chips or whatever yeah, we're talking about? Another thing. Um, oh. People, so imagine ordering like, I don't know, like uh, sweet and sour chicken. And they're like, you want that on rice or do you want it on chips? They will be like, chips. <laughs> what the fuck? So they get sweet and sour. <laughs> That's oh, so weird. But they get it with everything. And we always laughed at it. And then, so we would do this pizza order that was like, it was a large pizza and it came with like, you know, garlic bread, chicken poppers and chips for some reason. And then it'd be like, why the fuck is there chips? But then all of a sudden we'd open this pizza order 
and you know we'd probably have just smoked a bunch of weed and then we'd just be like both going for the chips rather than touching the pizza or the poppers or anything and it was like man the chips just get you they're so fucking good is they know a, how to do it man there's they a difference the in the potato in quality obviously i guess i don't know maybe. or maybe the treatment of the, the potatoes is yeah, just like the cows the potatoes get to live a very quality life where they're roaming around the fields <laughs> in like alamina or something and enjoying how is the weed over there it took us a long time to find good weed there because there's yeah there's a whole there's a whole big backstory to weed there that involves like the IRA and the UVF and it's very complicated. Go on, now go you're and now you're home and you could just go to a store. <laughs> yeah, now it's a totally different animal. I can go get a nice like pre-rolled joint or some fucking. Except pill you can't. Can. You're not allowed to leave your house. Yeah, this that's true. I can't, but I can get it dropped off if, if nobody has anything going on today. Then I'm feel free. Busy. Gotta edit this. No, podcast. you're not. I you don't do anything. Part. I'm editing the podcast. What are you going to take store. out of this masterpiece? I'm going to put a couple things on there to make it pop, make it sound better. Make it upload pop. it. Got to get some promo done. Wap. Wap. Should we yeah. take out that part where I talked about the neighbor being deaf? I kind of feel like in this day and age, you can't say anything about anybody about any topic. Period. No, I think that's valid because it makes very little sense that a man who's deaf would be going through that many hoops to get you to stop making noise and i that's think what i thought i think your point wasn't to make fun of the deaf person i think your point Not was some of these residents really don't want this building going up and are going to extreme measures so i don't think you stepped out of line at all coom are you finding because you spend a lot of time online this is wild times online for offending people hey people are you know the, uh, i don't know world's a complicated place when people are stressed out and I guess I'd, 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 I'll cut people slack if they're, if they're angry about things because life ain't great out there for a lot of people right now. It's uh, been like six or seven months of just the yeah. stress knob cranked up to the max. There's, you know, people, you know, the strike in the United States and then controversies and coronavirus has not been handled very well in Western civilization. A lot of people are like facing like evictions and this and that. And money's tight all around. Bad economies. Like, I think it's just like, I think we're bubbling on the edge of some like very large like revolts from like the working class. Hold on now, don't end the show, your Antrek. This just got good. Go on. <laughs> Go on with what? Continue. What do you want me to like? You wax poetic about what you think is happening in the world. Yeah, the plight of the proletariat, please. Go on. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll recite Das Kapital to you guys here. <laughs> By no means is this an injury to the seller. Um, I think fully a new world is being born right now, but I don't think humanity heads in the wrong direction. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it's really difficult to predict. It's I think I, I think a lot of it comes down to the fact that we're still so shocked at being on the internet and having the access to communicate with each other for the first time ever. Like before, people were so easily just shoved into their own small communities, and now you know everyone communicates. And it's 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 very jarring, and we don't really understand each other very well. But we will gain a better understanding of each other now that I can have somebody in Ireland tell me off in real time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. For real. Yeah, seriously. It's like it, once we become more acclimatized to it, unless, you know, we become like totally dystopian, like controlled state then, you know. Interesting. So talk more about man. this revolution. What do you think is happening? People are going to flip the fuck out all around the world for the same reasons? No, there's always different conflicts in different places. It's, you know, if we just talk about... North America specifically, I'd say that, uh, I mean, I'd say that the, the country is built on some very flawed practices that don't treat a certain group of people there the same that others get treated. And mm -hmm. I think that they're sick of us. Is the problem, you think, getting better or worse overall? I just, I don't think it's gotten better at all, really. I think, like, the advent of, like, the prison industrial complex and the, like, slave class that that creates and you know the, the the policing in the united states and just like sheer volume of propaganda especially now people you know the information they consume is just wildly inaccurate yeah um, i don't know like it, it's a it's a really abstract issue to get into but i think it's a crazy thing to drop a pandemic in a 24-hour news cycle in an era where foreign agents have admittedly created an enormous amount of disinformation that the average Joe has no idea what the fuck's going on. It's like, it's, it's very problematic that I'd say 50% of our voting populace gets all of their information from Facebook. Mm -hmm. And like memes good. on Facebook. Memes. Yeah. Just like, it's, it's like how many people, 
just go on Facebook and they have like a goldfish in place of their fucking brain and they believe every random thing <laughs> they've seen on Facebook completely devoid of context. The like, new Observer Republican. I'll trust this publication. All right. Coom, you're a very wise man. I'm very happy you're back in North America. Hopefully we can have you on the podcast more. Perhaps. All right. Wow. Well, mayhaps. Wow. Uh, before... There's a lot of tension on this podcast. It's not sexual tension, but it's tension. I think I'm me and Coom have there a good a amount of sexual... Yeah, me and Coom have a bit of sexual tension. Yeah, fair. Yuremchuk finds himself with the job of controlling his least favorite podcast away. I it enjoyed this like, podcast a lot, actually. If I found myself in the Calgary Flames dressing room and I was being asked to contribute, I'd be like, no, I don't want to be here. In fact, I hope the whole thing tanks. That's no, your M check on this podcast. I think this podcast, <laughs> I actually, I, I don't know. I think you're giving me a bad rap here. I think this podcast is pretty good. When we get the, banter, when we get the p- banter really rolling, I think that's when yeah. it's at its absolute best. Yeah, um, you should actually keep it all in the same room. Yeah. I have half a mind your M check to fucking make you a foreign correspondent on the far side of this pandemic. Oh, you're going to force you me out of here? I'll, I'll take them over across to the, uh, to the Emerald Island if you guys want. The, we the Emerald Island. Wait, the we Island. Island. That's what I named my yeah. island in Animal Crossing, actually, the Wii Island. Do you guys play that at all? No, the my Wii girlfriend island? does. I don't. So uh, fun. On Earth. Tyler, now I'm going to get the show back on the rails so you can read off the locks, the betting thingy, Bob, that you want to talk about for football so you can keep track of it. Yeah, Bang oh. Milk, are you participating in this? No. Yeah. I don't not? know what I'm talking about. Oh, but I thought it'd be kind of like a fun rookie thing if every week you gave us, uh, gave us like a good NFL pick. Oh, okay. If you want me to do that, I'll do that. Give me. Uh, you can go through Jay Chalmers, and I will. Uh, I'll whip one up right now. Yeah. So here's what we're and gonna then do. Ask me your M Chuck. Ask me an NFL question that is so basically simple you can't believe that I can't answer it week okay. after week. All right. Yeah. That actually, yeah. I like that wrinkle in all this. I'll give one yeah. basic NFL trivia. <laughs> the rest of us will give you one pick. As always, who is Jim Brown? Okay. Yeah. No, not history. <laughs> not history, and not players I know because of pop culture. It has to be <laughs> like started off. Your Edmonton radio career with that is so funny to me because it, it, will, it will never go away. It will what never happened? go away. That moment will never go away. I didn't know it's who like Jim you're, Brown you're like was. I don't know who Jim Brown is right now. I do not know who Jim Brown is right now. Jim Brown is one of the best running backs of all time. He also had a very, very successful career in film. With the oh, Cleveland Browns. So Jim Brown makes him played like all the more noticeable. Yeah, Jim Brown was one of. He is probably the best Cleveland Brown of all time. My, yeah, now when, you were what? 15 on the air at so, TSN when this happened? Yeah, I had just turned 19, yeah, had exactly. just gotten my first full-time job in sports radio at a, in a major yeah. market. I was working full-time yes. in radio. And yes. uh, Low Tide said something about Jim Brown, and I said, you're telling me there's a guy named Jim Brown that played for the Cleveland Browns. And then it was Adorable. About, it was about 15 seconds of silence and then me being ridiculed, and we replayed on the air once a year to mark my anniversary. You should tell okay. the next time they throw that in your face, ask Lodi because he remembers everything. When he giggled when I told him what hashtags were and said, I don't like hash. <laughs> that is he literally also, what he told me. He gets, I don't like hash. He gets really flustered when a new word sort of emerges, and he always tells the story <laughs> on the air of the time he was talking about playing crib against his wife and talked about how well his wife was pegging. <laughs> and people like made fun of him, and that's what oh, makes him really no. bad. Still, you should uh, introduce Low Tide next time you're on the radio to WAP. I don't think he's ready for anything like that. What is that? That uh, CB radio broadcasting yeah. frequency? <laughs> He'd probably say something about WKRP in Cincinnati. Anyways, back to this NFL thing that I've been trying to get off for like oh, four yeah, minutes yeah, here. Of course. Uh, every sure, week, yeah. all of our betting talk, as always, is brought to you by Odd Shark. We're joined by Scott Hastings on Monday. On Thursdays, we're going to give you our locks of the week in the NFL. It's one pick against the spread. If you want to have your own locks of the week, head to Odd Shark. It's the number one spot for sports, <clears throat> gambling, info, and information. If you're going to bet, bet smart. Head to Odd Shark. Uh, Chalmers went first this week. He gave us Bills minus six and a half. Myself being a massive Bills fan, I love that bet. I went somewhere different, though. Oh, yeah, I'm a huge Bills fan. Fucking Bills Mafia forever. Uh, My jacket's over there. I can't go grab it right now. But uh, I went a little bit different. I do like the Bills, but I'm going Eagles minus six against the Washington football team, as they will be known this year. Um, I I just think the Eagles are a damn good team, and I think Washington's going to be a bit of a mess. That game could also be a bit of a shootout. Jay bet with his heart, as I think he will a lot this year. He went Browns plus eight and a half. 
Our rookie, Bagged Milk, is up next. Bagged Milk, I gave you some time there. Do you got a pick for us? Yeah, actually, you know what? And it's not fair that Jay got to go first because I'm going to say that the Ravens will cover. Ravens That's what I'm going covering. To. Well, there you go. Yep. Ravens minus eight and a half on the spread. Wanye, your basic NFL trivia this week. Go, go, go. Who is Who are the reigning Super Bowl champions? Oh, uh, <laughs> yes, I know. No, wait, I know. Because they've got that new quarterback. He's hot shit. They're bright red. Hold on. I'm working this out. The quarterback's dad was a Major League Baseball reliever. Yep. Is of extraneous information that we held points. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs. There you go. There you you go. got it. Wanya is one for one on his super basic <laughs> NFL trip. bet on this too, or what's going on here? Mahomes is the guy who introduced the uh, diversity alliance on the NHL, preempting Connor McDavid in the broadcast. Yeah, this has been. This has this has been quite the episode of real life. I enjoyed it though. It was a lot of nonsense. It was a lot of fun. Coom, we thank you for your time. Welcome home, buddy. I'm glad you're yeah, home. I'm very Cheers, happy you're home. All right, that's going to do it. Episode 212 of the Real Life Podcast brought to you by Japa Machinery. Don't forget, it's 10% off their book rates for equipment rentals. You got to get in on that deal. It's too good to pass up. Episode 212 of the Real Life Podcast. That's us now. Is over. Great job on making it through the entire hour of the Real Life Podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.